listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome to episode number 188, Rocky Pro Wrestling's Fall Brawl kicked off the company's new season in style. And we have Pat Ackerman from the lovely Intoxicated Men joining us to help recap that event. Plus, we'll recap and preview some of the local action, including ARW, Chicago Style Wrestling, and POW Entertainment. And we welcome, for the first time, you've seen him in places such as CSW, Crash Tested Wrestling, among other local promotions, the career killer, Chris Miller. You get all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Trevor Outlaw, but you bozos can address me as you are rudely, and you're listening to the Windy City Slam podcast, and you can check it out every Tuesday. Oh, wait, I've been on this like five times. I should know this by now. Either way, not getting paid enough for this. Windy City Slam podcast. Check it out on Tuesdays, and you never know when Trevor Outlaw is going to be back. Attention! Windy City Slam is looking for a few good tag team partners to advertise on Windy City Slam Podcast and WindyCitySlam.com. Get your product or service notice with pro wrestling fans. Affordable rates that fit your budget. Message us on Facebook, X, or Instagram, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. It's your boy, FTC, Frank the Clown here. And you are listening or doing something with your ears to the Windy City Slam podcast. Frank the Clown's been a guest a couple of times. Will I be a guest again? Well, I don't know. Get the check ready, Mike. <laughs> All right. To talk about Fall Brawl this past Saturday night for Rocket Pro Wrestling at St. Joseph Park in Joliet, we welcome back our friend from the lovely Intoxicated Men. He's the podcast papa, PX, Pat Ackerman. PX, how you doing? I'm good, Mike, in Windy City Slam. I'm back, and I'm better than ever. Good old Eric Bischoff line right there. (laughs) 2002 WWE, yep. Yep, and I'll tell you, after last night's show, I'm just going to say controversy creates cash. Yes. And there was a lot of controversy last night. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into that. And let's talk a little bit about the fan access portion of the afternoon, which was in the area behind St. Joseph's Park Arena, where the Nova Awards, the first annual Nova Awards were presented. So, PX, go ahead and talk a little bit about who won what. So, we had a lot of different categories. Show of the year went to Kicks on 66, if I am recalling correctly. Shocking moment of the year was when Rion turned on Maximus Orion at Cupid's Carnage. Match of the year was Quinn Wittick versus Joey Jet Avalon, which is, you know, not a surprise, but it, I will say it did have some stiff competition. 
Uh, the tag team of the year went to TDC. Those damn coyotes. We also had breakout award winner Koa Laksamana. And for funniest moment of the year, Smiley McGee of the Lovely Intoxicated Men took one home for being turned into a coat rack by general manager Damian Saint. The LIM won rowdiest fan group. And lastly, the wrestler of the year was the Ryan Matthews. Ryan Matthews was the rest of the year. Wow. Ryan Matthews. And that was a real, real surprising moment, I think, for yeah. a lot of us. Not that he can't go, not that he's not good, but yeah, I mean, talk about champions like Quinn Wittick and Aaron Stone putting on some amazing matches throughout the year and uh, Christian Rose even. I mean, he had a bunch of guys that could have gotten that, but congratulations to the Ryan Matthews, though. Uh, he had his first ever interview here with Windy City Slam Podcast, so I guess I, I can take a little bit of pride in that. <laughs> and I will say this, when he... When he won Wrestler of the Year, I first thought that came to my mind is if you thought that the heads that he comes to the ring with were big, wait till you see how big his head is going to get this season having won that award. It'll be as big as the Goodyear blimp, probably. Could be. I don't know if we're going to be able to fit that into St. Joe's Park. I mean, again, 10 standing room only shows now. Jam Damien Saint taking credit for that once again, of course. He sure did. And actually, he did start off the show. And he brought out Jaybeck the paycheck. Now, for people that don't remember, Jaybeck had been an unwilling participant within the Undeniable last season, up until the last show where he then tried to screw Aaron Stone out of the Rocket Pro Wrestling Championship in one of the double main events. Jaybeck the paycheck came out and decided to address his reasons for why. He did what he did and why he's now fully a member of the Undeniable. He called out all the people online that turned on him, especially the lovely intoxicated men. He specifically said about Tony Gabagool calling him Jaybeck the bounce check on the lovely intoxicated podcast as one of the examples of the fans turning on him. Now, the reason why is because he believes that Damian Saint can help him show his final potential and said that Damian Saint is the greatest general manager in Rocket Pro Wrestling history, which when you think about it, wasn't Jaybeck general manager as well? Mm -hmm. So he then tried to get the crowd to raise their hand, close their eyes, and pay their respects to Damian Saint. Next, we had for the Chicagoland Championship, Bucky Collins versus the Ryan Matthews and the Amazing Turtle. Mm, I've heard some things about this. Go ahead and uh, elaborate a little bit. So there was a moment in the match where Turtle was going to have a real difficult time. He was stuck on his shell. Jeez. <laughs> the shell came into play. The Ryan Matthews kept trying to attack the shell, chop his shell, but he definitely got hurt hitting that shell. That thing is hard. Now, Bucky and Turtle both delivered shell shock to Ryan Matthews at one point, so there was a little bit of unity here, uh, but very, very brief. But in the end, Turtle wins with a stunner on the Ryan Matthews. Now, after this match, Damian Saint came out with members of the Undeniable, including a brand new member 
of the undeniable in who was formerly no coast tag team counselor last season, Davison Sarai. Oh, interesting. They came out and Saint had explained that due to budget cuts and because the Chicago land championship was from another promotion, specifically uh, Ileana pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of fees and stuff paid. So he made turtle relinquish the Chicago land championship. They had to take it from turtles hands. Oh my God. That stinks. And turtle in response to all of this, that was going on called saint an asshole. Oh, geez. But the moment that came out of his mouth, the entire undeniable that was in the ring started beating him down as Saint unbuttoned his sleeves, untook off his jacket, and was handed a cane. Saint put Turtle in a crossface using the cane as Davidson Sarai came down to his level with the microphone to tell Turtle that he wishes him the best of luck in his future endeavors. And Turtle has been fired from Rocket Pro Wrestling. Oh, my God. So he got stripped of his title and he got fired. It was a real rough day for my co-host on JFW, the amazing Turtle. Oh, man, that sucks. And my LIM counterpart. So don't we can't forget that piece of it. Um, Just know that LIM is very, very firmly behind Turtle in this very difficult time. Definitely. Yeah. Turtle's a good dude, man. And hopefully uh, he can either extract some sort of revenge or find something better. And fingers crossed for him on that, but I know he'll come out on top and whoever's going to try to come up against him, knock, knock, they're going to get shell shock bottom mm-hmm. line. Next we had Koalaxamana versus Eric Schultz. And of course the crowd got laid. <laughs> it was a great start to the match while all of this was going on as well as Kelis was handing out the lays Schultz preached abstinence while he was in the ring oh jeez <laughs> at one point during the match Schultz pulled out a summons and pushed it in the referee's face so then he could get an advantage so the ref was blinded by a summons Blind justice, as it were. Mm-hmm. Now, Schultz at later went after Kalise, who was, you know, doing her best to get the crowd behind Koa, you know, standing by her, man. At the end of the day, though, Koa was able to win the match with a frog splash. Then came out the world-famous Fabulous Idols. Oh, boy. You know, you would think they would just go away after they were humiliated at kicks on 66 in the main event, but uh-uh. nope. Oh. Joey was back. It wasn't better than ever though. That's <laughs> just me, but he came out with Roxy and Damian gray, who I'll be talking about in a little bit here and Kevin Cade. And all of them came out to demand an explanation for why Johnny Nye hit Joey with the Joey Roth title at kicks on 66, when he came in to be the referee, mm-hmm. Johnny Nye came out and said, he brought every single champion into the idols. Everybody that won a championship with the idols 
was brought in by Johnny Knight. And they had all the titles and then lost them all, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he believed that part of the reason was that Joey really didn't believe in any of them. And he says that he doesn't have to rely on Joey anymore. And he can rely on the fans believing in him. In the middle of all of this, Kay decided to beat down Johnny Nye. And, you know, as all of this was going on, as they were getting ready to leave, I exchanged some words with Damian Gray. And certainly that would not come back to bite me later. But, you know, we'll see. Mm -hmm. Next, we had the triple threat match to determine the qualifier for the Rocket to the Top briefcase ladder match that is coming soon. And it was between Old Evil Christian Rose, Gunner Brave, and the debuting Hartenbauer. I was looking forward to this match. I want to see who ends up winning this one here. So This one is a real hard-hitting affair. No disqualification in a triple threat match. Of course, chairs came into play. At one point, even the men, everybody sat, started sitting in the chairs. The ref handed everybody a Miller light and they were hitting each other while taking, while drinking Miller light in the middle of their match. <laughs> this was broken up when Hartenbauer spit beer in Gunner's face. It was like watching Great Muda, but with beer. <laughs> This led eventually as Gunner kind of recollect himself. There was a curb stop onto the chair. And the other thing where that I thought was interesting in this match was best of the Midwest tournament a couple of years ago. The finals was Rose and Gunner Brave. Mm-hmm. So you could see a bit of their history and familiarity with each other from that series. And I will say too, Hardenbauer made his debut and he was dominant. Throughout the match, he showed his power and his strength and his ruthlessness. But in the end of the day, Gunner won the match after diving out of the ring, taking out Christian Rose, and hitting a cutter on Hartenbauer. And Rose was not happy about this. Because if you remember, it's been a rough couple of months for Christian Rose, especially with the end of that strap match against Bucky Collins that kicks on 66. Yep. Now... After this was the match for the Intercounty Championship between Maximus O'Ryan and Intercounty Champion and Tony Gaba Ghoul's childhood hero, Rian Skills. <laughs> now, Rian, as you know, he does his entrance where he walks in and out and in and out of the curtain, which Maximus used to his advantage because he went and hid right by the ramp as. Rian went for his third entrance mm-hmm. and sneak attacked him and made sure he got into the ring. Rian was very frustrated by this and that Rolex that has been coming into play in all of his matches recently, he was getting ready to use it again, but the referee caught it and took it away from him. Mm-hmm. Rian did his best to try to get intentionally disqualified at points to, so he could retain his title, but ref Christian wouldn't disqualify him ref's discretion what can you do mm-hmm. as the match continued rian eventually got choke slammed and maximus orion went in the corner to prepare for a spear and out of nowhere the ryan matthews came out and attacked maximus orion causing the dq so while maximus won the match rian was able to retain his title by disqualification but at the end 
as Rion recollected himself from the choke slam, he took he ate a spear anyway on his way up. Now we had Johnny Nye versus Kevin Cade. And this is the moment where you know people at this point have probably seen the footage. I'm standing clearly behind the barricade mm-hmm. doing what the LIM does best, being rowdy and booing and cheering for whoever the hell we damn well please. Damian Gray and I, we've had a lot of interactions, a lot of tense interactions over the past year, but it was never like this where we were right in each other's faces and I was, you know, talking my smack, but staying in my lane. Mm -hmm. But Damian put his hands on me, shoved me to the ground right in front of my dad. And I'm not talking Flash Harris either. I'm talking Pax. And... I have a lot to say on the matter, but this isn't about me. This is about making sure that we can tell you all what happened at Rocket Pro Wrestling Fall Brawl. So we had Kevin Cade versus Johnny Nye. The idols did their very best to make sure that Johnny Nye had every disadvantage in front of him, and they tried to cheat so Kevin Cade would win. But regardless of that, Johnny Nye won. And I went back to the barricade. I spoke a little more to Gray. He put his hands on me again, shoved my head away. And then he went after my grandfather, the urban sensation C-Red, who was at commentary. And they tried to rough him up. They tried to rough up Grandpa Red. But Grandpa Red, let me tell you, smacked the taste right out of Damian Gray's mouth. <laughs> Love to see it, folks. Yeah, sounds like that loose cannon that we know is Damian Gray got a little bit of something, something from C Red there. Yeah, no, he got what he deserved. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, the next match was for the tag team championships, and it was the final level of Shogun, Chris Logan, and Marche Rocket versus TDC, uh, the champions. Uh, Brooks Berna and Damian DeShane. Now, Christian Rose came to ringside to try to assist his guys and maybe perhaps build a little trust after some of that trust was evaporated during after that strap match where Christian Rose shoved Connor Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Rose did his best and he was trying to help them win, but caused a lot of distractions. And this is what cost TDC the tag team championships. And we have new tag team champions in Shogun and Marche. After the match, Rose tried to leave and Connor got really, really mad at uh, Christian Rose trying to help them up, thinking that uh, he did something to cause this and or that he hurt him, or whatever the case may be. But the trust isn't there in TDC, and there's a lot of issues there that got to be unpacked. Now, Shogun stayed in the ring with Marche, and is grateful for Marche, despite the issues that they had. They celebrated their win with some chocolate chip cookies in the middle of the ring. (laughs) Huge box of chocolate chip cookies that went right back with them. So... After the idols confronted Johnny Nye, Christian Rose came on the call for Connor Hopkins versus Shaq Jordan for the Outer Limits Championship. 
this was a very, very incredibly competitive match. Both these men had a lot of respect for each other. And what was an amazing moment that I think a lot of people got scared over, Shaq Jordan jumped so high from the turnbuckle, he actually kicked one of the lights down from that ring rig above the ring. Oh, wow. He got a lot of height on that jump. But it hit his leg. And Connor Hopkins cinched in the Boston Crab, and Shaq Jordan tapped out. And Connor Hopkins retained the Outer Limits Championship. Hell of a match. It was an incredibly competitive match. Already a Nova Award potential match of the year candidate. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, we had the match that everybody has been waiting for. The main event. Quinn Wittick trying to get back the title he never lost. The RPW Championship against Aaron Stone. These men, obviously, they were supposed to go up against each other at Kicks on 66. But Quinn was in the hospital, which caused Damian Saint to strip Quinn Wittick of the title. Mm-hmm. So Quinn was very, very angry about having to essentially win back a title. He never lost. And you saw a lot of frustration with sexy violence all throughout the match. He used weapons in a lot of ways that I haven't seen weapons used before in a professional wrestling match. Even so they found a small ladder under the ring. We're using it on each other. One of the uses of it was a figure four in between the ladder rungs on the ground. Oh, wow. So that probably seems like that hurts. Now, Quinn was really doing his best to work on Aaron Stone's knees and trying to damage it as much as possible to slow his ascent to the top of the ladder. And Stone had a lot of difficulty throughout, you know, hitting moves that involved his legs, climbing up the ladder. He really, really struggled climbing up the ladder. Quinn also had Stone pinned underneath the ladder at one point as he tried to climb up, but then was able to lift the ladder. uh, Stone was able to lift the ladder up from underneath him to push Quinn off. Now, both the men wound up at the top of the ladder. They were exchanging blows, trying to grab the Rocket Pro Wrestling Championship. But at the end of the day, Quinn got stunned after trying to punch Stone, but accidentally hitting the Rocket Pro Wrestling Championship. And at the end, Stone knocked Quinn off the ladder into the table underneath. And then Stone was able to detain the Rocket Pro Wrestling Championship. After the match, and now busted open Quinn Wittick, got up and offered Stone a fist bump and a hug, which Stone reciprocated, and they both left the ring. Stone celebrated a little bit, and that was the show. Great show for Rocket Pro Wrestling, and when Rocket Pro Wrestling returns next month, October the 14th for Darkness Falls, there's already been a main event announced. RPW champion Aaron the Dreambreaker Stone defends against Impact Wrestling star Perfection Sam Beal. That's going to be off the chart. That is going to be an incredible match, and I cannot wait to see it next month. 
Awesome. All right, PX, thank you again for joining us. And where can people find PX? I mean, there's a lot of places you can find PX now, by the way, but where can people find you? So you can find me on Facebook. Um, you can find the LIM on the lovely Intoxicated Men page. We are on TikTok. We are on X. I think it's called X now. I don't know if I'm allowed to call it Twitter anymore. Uh, we are on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on a couple different shows. I am now a co-host with Steve Aaron on the Power Hour. I'm also now hosting with uh, Turtle and Travis T over at JFW. Uh, you can find me in a lot of different places. I'm all over the board, baby. PX, thanks again for joining us. And one more Windy City Slam plug from Rocket Pro Wrestling. I was there for some of the fan access this past Saturday before I had to do something called my shoot job. But I grabbed Eric Schultz, the undeniable member and GM Jamie and Saints attorney for a special exclusive interview. You can check that out right now on Windy City Slam's YouTube channel. So catch me with Eric Schultz on YouTube. So again, PX, Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Mike. All right, moving on. We had ARW Pro's Danger Zone this past Saturday night, September the 9th, at the American Legion Post 100 in Lake Station, Indiana. Results are as follows, courtesy of ARW on Facebook. For the ARW Heavyweight Championship, JPH defeats James Creed to win the championship. And then we had Colt Classic of Judas Chavez and Kazile defeating Joshua Moon and Donovan Ruiz. Murder Juice Michael Morris knocked off OSM. The team of the program, Eric Schultz and Nick Diamond, defeated the Mash Brothers. In a triple threat match, Wade Evans defeats Joey Dalton and J.C. Manson. For the Indiana State Championship, Dave Allen retains by defeating Dave West. And for the ARW Tag Team Championships, B.O.W. and Max Sinister of the Scumbag Army retained the titles over V.J. Price and Danger Mask. And we also had Muggsy James knocking off Angus McDuff. The next ARW show is Harvest Moon on October the 14th back in Lake Station, Indiana. Coming up this weekend, we have Friday night, September the 15th. Chicago Star Wrestling presents Click Click Boom Boom at the American Legion in Franklin Park. And matches include... The CSW Heavyweight Championship as Conan Lycan defends against all-day Marche Rocket. The CSW Metro Division Championship in a triple threat match. Iniestra defends against Adam Stallion and Shane Boucher of the Hatekeepers. For the CSW Women's Championship, Sierra defends against Chicago Sweetheart, Missa Kate. Ring of Destiny qualifying match, Eric Schultz takes on superstar Steve Boz. And other announced talent on the show includes the man that the show is named after, AEW and ROH star Colt Cabana, plus the Hate Keepers, CSW Tag Team Champions Team Sexay, Jax Johnson and Ryan Matthews, Shelly the Bombshell Benson, Heather Reckless, Maggie Lee, and more. And we're going to talk more about this show with CSW star career killer Chris Miller coming up in just a bit. Also this weekend, Saturday, September the 16th, we have Racine Championship Wrestling's Party on the Pavement in Racine. Two shows starting at 1.30 and 4.30. Saturday night, the 16th, Zawa Live presents We Wrestle Sins, Not Tragedies in Polo, Illinois. 
Saturday night, September the 16th, Defiant Pro Wrestling's Outrage at the Office will be in Kankakee. Saturday night, September the 16th, GLCW presents As Seen on TV at Circle B Recreation in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. Also Saturday night, September the 16th, we have Pow Entertainment Saturday Night Fights back at T-Wood Bar and Grill in Wooddale. Non-title match sees Pow Entertainment champion Moondog Murray against Eric Schultz. And we have Psychotic Jimmy Blaze taking on the number one contender to the POW Championship in Kazile. POW Midwestern Championship, we have Tommy McCobb defending against Trog the Caveman. Midix O'Bannon goes one-on-one with Terry Allen. Trainwrecker goes up against Bass Marauder. And Dazzling Donnie faces Logan Steele with Chris Hedford. Also this weekend, Sunday, September the 17th, Golly Lucha Libre is at the Blue Island Beer Company in Blue Island for a matinee show, 2 p.m. bell time there. And Sunday evening, the 17th, All-Star Lucha Libre presents Mexican Independence Day at the Berwyn Eagles Club, featuring GPA versus Skyade, and a tag team match of Golden Dragon and Orion Starlight against Potro del Oro and Manny Cortez. Plus, you're going to see Chicagoland legend Mike Anthony, the tag team of No Coast, and much more. All right, coming up in mere moments, we welcome, for the first time, CSW star, crash-tested wrestling star, career killer, Chris Miller. Stay tuned. My name is Storm Grayson. I'm your freelance wrestling world champion, and you're listening to the Windy City Slam podcast. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Cross Out in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. All right, back here on Windy City Slam podcast this week, and we welcome for the first time, you've seen him in CSW, Crash Tested Wrestling, among other local promotions. Ladies and gentlemen, the career killer, Chris Miller. How you doing? What's up, man? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me on the show tonight. Good. I'm doing good. First things first, I find it kind of surprising that you're a four-time CSW Tag Team Champion, including twice with Cody James as CNC Destruction, yet it seems like your best friend is a sledgehammer named Christine. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it is. Basically, everywhere I go, she comes with me. She was a part of CNC Destruction. You know, she's still a, she's still a part of CNC Destruction. She goes everywhere I go. Basically, I bring her out. If basically, if my back's up, my, if my back is against the wall, I bring her out and she's like one of my best friends. But she is very deadly and she will she will take your hand off. 
Now, you've been on your own in CSW for the last few months or so, competing in scramble matches and even getting a shot at the Metro Division Championship when Steve Boss still held it. So why do you think you haven't had a really good crack at the CSW Heavyweight Championship? Mm, I have no idea. You know, I'm one of the best heels there. You know, I definitely am the most hated man in CSW. I go out there. I, you know, I just... Listen, man, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the first one to admit, I'm not a good guy, okay? I'm not a very good guy. I do what it takes to get the job done. And I know that people don't like what I do there, but you know what? Screw the people. I do what, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, okay? I don't care who's in the ring with me. I don't care who I have to beat up. I don't care who I have to piss off. I want a shot at the CSW Championship. Very soon, I'm going to get a shot at the title. So with Steve Arendt out as CSW GM and TJ still running things now, do you think that will help you leverage into getting better situations in CSW? I don't know, because you see, I've had my relationship with Steve Art and I had my relationship with TJ Steele. Both of those guys never liked me very well, especially Steve Arndt. You know, ever since me and Steve Arndt, we have history that goes way beyond, way beyond. He's still upset what I did. You know, he thinks he's fired me. But you know what? In the end, he's fired. He's the one that's fired. On the other hand, TJ Steele, when I became a four-time, I took the tag titles off of him and his brother, Steve Boz. Mm -hmm. You know, he might he could still be mad at me. Who knows? All I got to say is, whatever business you're doing, it better not get in my way. But it does seem like uh, Steele has turned a new leaf in terms of his attitude now running the show over there. I see that. No, he's he's got a lot of cup, uh, new upcoming superstars. I see. You know, you know, he just won. They just won the tag titles, and then his other hand, he won the Metro title from Steve Boz. You know, and he's got his lawyer. So I mean, I mean, I get it. You know, these he's he's building these new superstars up. He's running the show there. But again, you know, if whatever whatever business you have with the company, better doesn't get in my way. And another younger in the business superstar, he may be a little older, but he got into the business a little late. Is a guy I mentioned earlier before that you were two-time tag team champions with, and that's Cody James. And he seems to be taking off now since uh, you guys broke up CNC Destruction in CSW. What do you got to say about him? Okay, so back then, Cody James was nothing. I took him under my wing. I made him a champion. Steve Hart did not. He did not do that for him. Okay, I get that me and Cody James, we were enemies. We had our wars. We had our fights back then. We became CNC Destruction. We became the most dominant tag team in this business. I gave him the guidance. I made him the person that he is today. And what did he do? He got ungrateful. He moved on. He left without me. You know, I get it that he's got he's got bigger opportunities now. Congratulations to him. Don't forget where you came from. I mean, I'm happy for the man, but don't forget who guided you there? Me. Taking a few steps back, you've been in the business for a good decade now. So what attracted you to become a professional wrestler? Well, I well, growing up as a kid, you know, I remember growing up watching a lot of wrestling with my, you know, my grandfather, my uncles, you know, I watched a lot of wrestling back then. You know, I just I always thought it would be cool to try that. I've always wanted to become a wrestler. I, I love the business so much. I, I, you know, I mean, I, I understand what's going on in the big leagues right now. I mean, obviously, both. Big companies right now are not looking too good right now, but you know what? I'm going to do this as I'm going to do this as long as I can. You know, I love it. You know, I mean, I'm already 11 years in this business right now. I've had so many matches. Um, I've wrestled so many people. You know, I've had a lot of respect for a lot of the guys. I love what we do. 
I try to get back to the younger talents. You know, I do the best I can to help them out. Growing up watching wrestling, I always, always wanted to be a wrestler, and I'm so happy I get to do this, and I'm going to do this as long as I can. So uh, where did you spend your early days of training? Was it CSW? CSW is where I got my start. I've been there for 11 years. I've been at the school. The school is in River Grove. River Grove is where our wrestling school is at. I've been there for a long time. My trainer is uh, Steve Boz. You know, he's taught me a lot. I've been with the guy for 11 years now. I've had some great matches with him as well. You know, he's taught me a lot. And basically, on Tuesdays, I train the new talents. So basically, I'm the Tuesday trainer at the school. So what's it like to kind of mold these younger minds and bodies in this business coming up over the last couple of years? I mean, it feels great, you know, because I try to help the guys out. I try to like, I mean, there's different kinds of ways how I how I train them, you know, because like one, I mean, I'm very easy to work with. I do the best I can to help everybody out. You know, sometimes it has, I mean, a lot of newer guys, they're not going to get it right away, but I try to do the best to take my patience with them. And then there's guys that are just really gifted with it, are fast learners. You know, I was a fast learner. I picked up on it real quick. There were some things that I couldn't do, but, you know, I just, I worked around it. But, you know, it feels great to help the guys out. You know, the younger guys are doing the best they can. You know, they're busting their ass. There's, I, I help a lot. I help a lot of the women wrestlers too. You know, one of the women wrestlers I know, she just went to Black and Brave just recently. Her name is uh, Haven Harris. I helped. I did the best I could for her, and congrats on her. You know, big opportunity in Black and Brave. I know she's going to do well there. I do a, my best to help a lot of other people out there. Another one, one of the people I worked with too. She also did the uh, Dusty Rose Classic not too long ago as well. So she did really well out there as well. So, but. It feels great to help these young talents out, and I'm very happy I can do it. And coming up uh, this Friday, September the 15th, Chicago Star Wrestling presents Click, Click, Boom, Boom at the American Legion in Franklin Park. Bell time is 7.30. Doors, it's, I believe, 6.30. And there's always a pre-show with a battle royal and maybe one other match. And some of the announced talent on the show so far includes the AEW slash ROH star Colt Cabana, CSW champion Conan Lycan, and the rest of the hate keepers. CSW women's champion Sierra, who will be taking on Miss Akita, as it was just announced on the social media. And then we had CSW Metro Division champion Iniestra, CSW Tag Team Champions Team Sexy, Jax Johnson and Ryan Matthews, Superstar Steve Boz, All Day Marche Rocket, Shelly the Bombshell Benson, Heather Reckless, Maggie Lee and more, and Chris Miller, I'm sure, will be on that show as well. And as if this recording, we've only had the one match announced so far, but announcements will be coming shortly on CSW uh, social media. So, Chris, you've had some issues the last couple of months with some of the female talent at CSW. So what happened there? All right. So you know what? I've been at the CSW for a long time. I get that these women, they want to do what we do. They think that they have it. They think they have it, what it takes to be in this business. I was only being generous. I was trying to tell them that this is a man's sport. You know, the people pay to see me. They don't pay to see nobody else. I was trying to be respectful. However, some of the girls didn't like that very well. They took a cheap shot. Each one of them slapped me across my face. And then just last month, I tried it once again, and then I was officially attacked by Miss Kate, and Sierra had come up behind me, and she gave me a cheap shot. So you know what? I'm not going to stand for it this time. September 15th, I will get my revenge. I don't care what I have what I have to do. I don't care. Again, I don't care who I piss off. Don't get in my way. Stay out of my way. The people are paid to see me. 
Now let's move on to Crash Test at Rustin, where you're doing some big things over there as well. And Saturday, September the 23rd, Crash Test at Rustin presents Aftermath at the Dean and Barbara White Community Center in Merrillville, Indiana. And you're part of a monumental tag team match with CTW champion Cody James. There's that guy again. He teams up with Marche Rocket against you and the Kang, Miles Mercer, where the winner of the pinfall gets a future CTW championship match. And if Cody wins, he gets to select his next challenger. So this is basically a fatal four-way match disguised as a tag match because everybody's got their own agenda here. So what do you think about this match? Well, you just said it too. It's it, it, it's a tag, but is it really a tag? It's not. It's every man for himself. I mean, everybody, all four of us, we want a shot at the title. You know, obviously, Cody James, he is the champion. He gets to pick who he wants. But you know what? You know, obviously, Cody James, he's going to try to pin me or he's going to try to pin my partner. You know, you think Marcia is going to stand there and let that happen? No. This match is every man for himself. However, nobody in this match knows Cody James more than me. You see, I know his secrets. If it wasn't, I would have been the champion, not Cody James. I gifted a shot at the title. But you know what? The 23rd, I will get my shot when I pin Cody James. I'm thinking right now, at the end of that match, I will be pinning Cody James. I will have his number. And in November, I will have a shot at the world title. Yeah, some big things happening at Crash Test of Wrestling. Check them out. And that's going to be a very exciting match with the four of those talents there. And now, I have to ask this. There's this guy who I've seen at places such as Fusion and Nordflight and all heel wrestling. Guy named Metalhead. Similar physique as you, similar attitude as you, and he's the AHW champion. I know it may be a remarkable coincidence, but do you have any knowledge on who this guy is? What you're going to say, everybody thinks it's me. I'm going to tell you this for the last time. Metalhead is my cousin, okay? The guy has no conscience. He's making a name for himself out there. He stays in the dungeon all day. I don't know what he does down there. He is the world champion over at All Heels Wrestling. The man has no conscience. I tell this to everybody that goes up against that guy. Don't get in the ring with that man. That man is very dangerous. You know, we're related because I don't care who I'm in the ring with. He doesn't care who he's in the ring with. He can care less who he kills or who he destroys. So the, the man is a very dangerous man. I tell everybody out there right now, do not get in the ring with Metalhead. He's a very, very loose cannon. And Metalhead's got a title defense at AHW8 Total Anarchy, and that's on Sunday, September the 24th, against Lizard Man Nile. And I was at the AHW show this past spring. The last time I saw Metalhead and Lizard Man Nile in the same ring, I thought Metalhead had killed the guy. I mean, I was seriously ready to put down my camera at ringside and check on the guy. I, I really thought he was dead there for like five or ten seconds. So that guy... Uh, it, Got some trouble ahead of him, I think. <laughs> exactly. It's like you—you you think any? You think it's going to be any different than the last time they got in the ring? The guy didn't last. He didn't last like ten seconds in the ring with Metalhead. I'm telling you right now, he is going to get destroyed by Metalhead. He's going to get hurt. You know, this kid—I don't know what he's going to do. I <laughs> good luck to this kid. Yeah, you ain't kidding, man. Uh, I feel—I kind of feel bad for Lizard Man now. He gets the title shot, but. Is it worth the damage that could be done to him? I mean, he got a title shot, but <laughs> good luck. All I got to say is good luck to that kid. Absolutely, yeah. So what does the future hold for a career killer, Chris Miller? The future holds that I will, 
I'm a future CSW heavyweight champion. You know, there's only one match I have not had in this business. That is the ladder match. I've had every single match I've had in this man in this business. The ladder match is the only match I have not had yet. I've had every single match. I wrestled just about everybody is. I won about every kind of championship there is, except for the CSW heavyweight championship. One day I will become the CSW heavyweight champion. I will become the CTW heavyweight champion when I defeat Cody James after I win this crash tested head tag match, because I will be the one to win that match. I will go on to face Cody James for that title. I will become the CSW heavyweight champion in the future. That is my goal. And then one of my final questions is this, at any point over these last 10 to 11 years, did you feel that a bigger opportunity might come your way, like a WWE or impact wrestling, or even now AEW? I might, I might, I'm going to say this. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to, I'm not going to jinx myself. In October, I might have a chance with Impact. I might have a chance with Impact. You know, Tommy Dreamer, he came down, you know, I, I, we, he talked a lot of us, you know, he told us a lot of what we needed to know. I, you know, I sent some things to him, you know, so hopefully in October when Impact comes down, I might have a chance and I'm really looking forward to that opportunity. Yeah, that's Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory weekend at Cicero Stadium in mid-October. So that'll be a very exciting event as well. And fingers crossed that some of the locals get an opportunity with Impact as well. All right. Yep, absolutely. All right, Chris, um, go ahead and promote your social media if you have any merchandise available and upcoming events. Yes, if you guys want to follow me, my name is The Career Killer on Instagram. I'm Chris Miller on Facebook. I am selling Christine T-shirts. If anybody wants a Christine T-shirt, come find me at CSW. Come find me at Crash Test of Wrestling. Come find me. I also debuted at JWA, Janesville, Wisconsin. So you can look me up anywhere. I will be at any of these shows. You want a Christine T-shirt? I got gotcha. you. Okay. Any other events to uh, mention other than the ones I've already kind of talked about with you? So I, like I said, I got, I got, I got, the, I got those two shows. I, like I said, I just debuted in JWA uh, last month. That's a ho hopefully a big opportunity for hopefully I make some uh, big opportunities up there. After that, no, I, I pretty much, I'm pretty much set for the rest of the year with a lot of upcoming shows. All right, Career Killer Chris Miller, thank you very much for joining Windy City Slam and best of luck in the future. Take care. All right, cool interview with career killer Chris Miller, and he's been in a lot of different places in the Chicagoland area, and even has this one guy that kind of looks like him too, so be on the lookout for that. And you can see Chris this weekend at CSW's Click Click Boom Boom in Franklin Park. All right, next week we're going to talk more local action, and in addition, we welcome for the very first time a two-decade veteran in the wrestling business, who's worked Central Illinois, and even some in the Chicagoland area, the Slaughterville Nightmare, Gavin Alexander. You can catch all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.